God's people on today's show, I recap my birthday from last week and tell you about how my wife Tiffany, my family, and a couple of my friends made sure I had a great birthday weekend. I also do a little bit of reflecting on the process of this show, my life the last eight or ten years, and talking about how I got to where I am today. Wherever that is, you will find out. We also have a interesting what in the world segment where I tell you about this situation at a tire shop that gets me going. I end the show by asking you a simple question. What would you do with $100,000? Sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Now in session. Inspire guys, people. Inspire guys, My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher. Let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you. Let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. feel like I was a little shaky on the intro right there. Anyway, we made it happen. Um, look, man, I'm glad to be here today. Glad to be talking to y'all. Um, glad that you are listening. So welcome if you are a new listener. We got a lot of new listeners around the world. So much love and appreciation to you, Australia, Sweden, Austria. Those are the top listening countries consistently every week, every month um, outside of the U.S. So whoever you are listening in those countries and, you know, several others, but those countries typically have quite a few listeners. Um, So I appreciate you uh, for making this show international. And if you're a new listener, um, you definitely want to go back and start at episode one, which y'all know was dope for real. I've had a lot of people lately reach out to me like, yo, I'm a new listener and I'm at episode one or two. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's why we built the show that we did so that it could be timeless. That's why I don't do a bunch of current events because I don't want the show to be irrelevant once the event is over. It's kind of like last year. We stayed away from politics mostly. Now y'all notice how like, okay, The presidential election is over. Now things are like slowly but surely becoming like more calm. Like, oh, no, everybody. It's weird how that works. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. But what I will say is this. Thank you to everybody who gave me some birthday love the last few weeks. Um, Why did I? You know what? Why did I say that? The last few weeks. What are you talking? Am I daydreaming while I'm doing this show? Last week, thank you for the people who gave me some birthday love. I don't know what I was just talking about right there. But I got a lot of love from people. um, And it's cool. I had a great birthday, so let me see. First of all, I'm low-key. I'm not the person that needs a big party. I don't need to celebrate my birthday 100 days in a row. I'm really thankful to God to see another year, especially getting through what, you know, all the challenges and the ups and downs. Um, that we've been going through. Um, it's just a blessing. Like it's a blessing to be here. Um, shout out to my wife, Tiffany. Love you, Tiffany. Um, Tiffany made sure I had an amazing birthday. And again, because I'm a low key person, sometimes people can feel like, yo, what do we do? Like, you don't really want to do nothing for me. 
if I'm being honest with you, I told my wife, buy me something that I wouldn't usually buy myself. That means something kind of expensive. I buy quality things, but I'm not a person that's out here about to be buying expensive stuff all the time. I like to be comfortable. Like, I'm chilling. I don't just need, like, unnecessary expensive stuff. Like, I don't need a $1,000 pair of socks. You get what I'm saying? So, anyway, buy me something I wouldn't usually buy myself. Let's have some, like, a small group, friends or family. Let's talk. Let's put on some music. Like, that's me. I just want, I really just want to kick it. I want to kick it about life. My wife made that happen. Uh, my family made that happen. Shout out to the people who got me some dope gifts. My father. Um, appreciate you, man. I got a nice little um, smartwatch. That was super dope. I've worn it like three times already. Uh, my in-laws, my Becca, Daddy Darren, thank y'all so much. Um, y'all hooked me up. My sister Lauren, uh, my grandma, Granny, thank you. Ooh, why did I start this? Let's stop that right there. <laughs> Not about to start thanking people. And there's somebody else who, ooh, this was a mistake. I shouldn't have did this. I shouldn't have started naming names. Love you. Thank you for everybody who called me. All that. Ooh. My, ooh. My sister, Michaelin, Nunu, her birthday is this week, so my family's actually coming together. We do kind of a dual birthday thing every week, so looking forward to spending some time with my family. And, um, yeah, man, shout out to Red, my producer, always showing love. Uh, we got a small group of people, just like six or eight of us, had a nice little game night at his spot. Thank you, Red and Katrina, for the hospitality. And um, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all, man. You know, it was, it was a nice birthday. That's the point. Really cool birthday. My grandma's birthday is the day after mine. We went to her house, me and Tiff, sat there for a couple hours and listened to some stories. My grandma was born in 1937. Man, she turned 84. We listened to some of her stories, um, listened to the stories about my family. And look, it's a blessing to be able to kick it with my 84-year-old grandmother um, who still could do push-ups. Um, no, seriously. Um, and just hear her talk about the, her life experiences, some of my history. Amazing situation. So that was my birthday. Thank y'all so much again for the birthday love. Everybody who showed love. Um, I'm not a person, like I said, I don't need a bunch of stuff. My wife take care of me. She, she looked out. Um, everybody else in my family who do something is just above and beyond and appreciate it. But I don't put that expectation on nobody. You know what I'm saying? We good. Thankful to God for another year. I will tell you this. I think one thing that my birthday always does to me, and maybe this year more than any other year, is it made me reflect on the process. Even in one of the conversations we were talking about, like, why did I start this podcast or how did I start it? And I don't know, man. It's I'm going to tell you all because, like, my music has always served as, like, my public journal, if you will. Like, so these are, some of it is abstract, is metaphors and things like that. But it's a journal. And I'll look, listen back to my music. Um, like, in 2012, I, re I uh, released an album called Sound Doctrine. You can go and listen to that on Apple Music. Just search J Will Music, J W I L M U S I C. But anyway, listen to my music. It always reminds me of where I was at during that time. 
And this year, I've been reflecting a lot on the process. And I'm going to tell you why. We started the first episode of this show. I was talking to you about the process and like how, yo, it ain't just about today. It's about where we going. It's about a long term plan. And I think what happened is that we want things to happen so fast that we almost like we run past the purpose. You feel me? Like sometimes in life we running so fast and we want like the process to go with us. But the process is like, no, like this is no, this is what it takes to get there. God is like, no, these are the steps you got to take to get there. So you can run past me if you want. But eventually you're going to have to come back in order to get what I have for you. So one of the things I really thank the Lord for, and I'm not taking credit for this, it's just by his grace. I got to a point in my life about, you know, 10 years or so ago, eight to 10 years, you could say, where I started to trust the process. I stopped running past it. I stopped wanting to blow up. I stopped wanting all these other things. And it was like, all right, all right, I can't do it. I've made mistakes. I've fallen short on my own. Lord, I need you. And I need to know what you really have for me. So I've been reflecting a lot on the payoff of the process. Like where I am today, it's, look, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't me. It, it's not by my own might. It's not because I'm so dope. It's not because I'm better than anybody. And also when I say stuff like that, like where I am today, it doesn't mean I'm further than the next person. Some of y'all are further than me. Like y'all doing way doper things than I've ever done. But I'm only comparing me to me. You feel me? Like when I compare me to me and I'm looking at where I came from, I'm like, it, it can put me in tears. Like, thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you, Jesus, for even showing me the plan. And I'm grateful for your grace that you allowed me to trust it. Even though at times I ran past it, I had to come back. But like when I ran past it, you could have took it away. But the beauty of Christ, the beauty of God, the beauty of purpose is that we all fall short. We all make those mistakes. We trip over ourselves. We fall in sin. We do all type of things. Some of us do things that we say we never would have did. But we all have a story. We've all done things. We've all fallen short of his glory. Man, I never want to think that I'm so self-righteous, that I'm so, I'm inspiring God's people so I can do no wrong. That's a lie. We never stop needing his grace and his mercy. No matter how many good things you're doing, no matter how many people you're inspiring, the balance of it is, yes, I want to inspire God's people, but I always need God. The moment that I think I'm the source of the inspiration, like I'm actually the engine is where I lose sight of what God created me to do. When I talk about becoming and being, I'm talking about being what God created me to be, but knowing that even when I become who he created me to be, he is still the source. So this is the type of stuff my birthday be having me thinking about. I'm sorry. I just get real reflective, introspective. 
And ultimately, I think it's a good thing, you know, to take a step back and think about how far you've come. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't just happen. And I think that's the mistake we make. We see people get somewhere and we think, oh, it just happened for him. It just happened for her. It ain't just happened. It was a process. And that person had to eventually trust the process, man. And that's why I talk so much about that on this show. Because I know that some people are being delayed because they just won't stop and trust. So the faster you run, the longer it takes to get there. Think about that. We think by running faster, we're speeding up like whatever God's purpose is. Like, I'm going to go ahead and speed this up because God taking too long. You running so fast, you running past what God has for you. And you just making it take longer to ultimately get there. And even when you get there, you're not there. And that's another thing that I think about. Thank you, Lord, for getting me here. Thank you, God, for allowing me to rise up out of the mud. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing me to make something out of my life when I always knew I wanted to. I always knew I was going to by trusting you. But even now that I'm here, which I'm not saying here is nowhere special in comparison to nobody else, it's special in comparison to me, right? But even though I'm here now, I know that even here is nowhere without you. That's the balance I hope to instill continuously in you by being a listener to this show. I hope that as we talk about finding your purpose, being guided to your purpose and finding that person that God created you to be, that you don't become that person just to turn your back on the one who allowed you to get there. Too many times as Christians, like we, like I think about Christian artists all the time. You start off, you super save when you start off. Preachers too, this happens in the church world. People start off, they pure, they, they intentions seem right. It's like, thank you, Lord, they saying all the right things. And the longer they go on, the further they get, the closer they get to success, they start unbecoming who God created them to be. The last thing I want for me, the last thing I want for you is to get where God told you to go and unbecome who he told you to be. That's not a good place, man. And we celebrate a lot of celebrities, if I'm being honest. We celebrate people who are out of the will of God, who are outside of their purpose. And we don't even realize, like, yo, why am I clapping for this? Listen to the lyrics of this song. I know the beat is cold. I know, like, I get it. I'm not judging nobody. But what I'm saying is, like, it's hard for me to celebrate somebody who's out of purpose. And I don't know, like, this is just how I look at stuff. When I, It's like, I'm not judging you. I just don't want to celebrate that. Because I would much rather see you become who God created you to be. And so that's what I've been thinking about, man. <laughs> um, you know, my, on my birthday, you know, and beyond. It's just being grateful to the Lord that I was, was able to, to, to get here to this point in life. Um, but also thankful for where he's taken me my wife, my family, grateful for the people around me who helped me become um, who I was created to be um, because it's never, it's never something you do by yourself. There's always people in your life. I don't want to start naming people because then I forget somebody and then somebody's going to go off on me. So you know who you are. If you played a part in my life and helping me become who I am today, um, you know that. 
And that's why the goal is to inspire God's people. My goal has been as I grow, as I learn, as I be, as I become, to give back, to give that wisdom, to give those experiences back to God's people and to help guide you to your purpose. And what I'm asking you to do today and beyond is commit to the process. Commit to the process that we talk about on this show so that we can guide you to your purpose. I genuinely believe with every piece of my fiber and being that I can guide you to your purpose through this show. Not just me alone, the guests, the co-hosts, the different people we bring on here, everything is handcrafted and customized so that you will be guided to your purpose. Even this conversation right now. That's why every show ain't the same. Sometimes we laughing, sometimes we serious, sometimes it's interviews, sometimes it's these little one-on-one sessions with me and you, right? These are important to me. These are actually foundational to the show. I can't get away from this. I have to have these sessions in this time when it's just me and you and it's not a lot extra going on. And it's like, I need your attention because I'm trying to take you somewhere. And here's the thing. I'm not trying to take you nowhere that I don't, that I haven't been myself. I'll put it that way. Like, I know what it feels like to be trying to find yourself. I know what it feels like to be broke. I know what it feels like. I've had a lot of experiences. Not saying I've experienced everything. But I just, like my heart, I just want to give that back. Like if I could just give you the code. Like if I could just give you what somebody gave me. And in some cases what nobody gave me. Some things I had to learn by myself. But that code, man, purpose, it ain't nothing like it. It doesn't make life perfect. It doesn't make me perfect or you perfect. And you're going to have to constantly battle and deny your flesh as you reach your goals. It takes a lot more self-denial to be successful than it does to be a failure. A lot of times people failing because they won't deny themselves. That's another episode. But anyway, I think I've poured my heart out enough right there. And hopefully you feel it. And we like we on the same page. If you a new listener. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to stop and go back to episode one because you like, man, this guy's he's too deep for me. Yeah, I'm going to. Hey, I'm going to go to the other podcast. Hey, I'm going to get out of this podcast. This guy's a little too deep, man. I can't do this. What's this guy talking about? He's going to guide me to my purpose. Come on, buddy. I just want a little entertainment. God's people, what in the world is wrong with everybody in the world thinking that everybody else in the world cares about politics? So look, man, I don't look, I don't want I just don't want to talk about politics all day, every day. And y'all know that from listening to this show, like I feel like it's divisive. If for no other reason, why would I want to talk to you all day, every day about things I disagree with? If I'm taking a step back and I'm being totally honest with, like, I'm not trying to be funny with what I'm about to say. I'm actually starting to wonder, is there like something mentally going wrong? Like, or emotionally have people been so like controlled by the narrative of the media that we can't even be people anymore, that they've tapped into our mental where like, 
We're just controlled by it by, at all times, right? So this will happen to me last week, about a week ago. Um, I caught a flat on my truck, and it look. I realized it was on the flat when it was in the driveway. I'm super busy. Like my days are completely full from the moment I wake up. I have a lot of things to get done, and so I hadn't even thought about it for a couple of days. Um, then I ended up having the roadside dude come and um, you know change and put the spare on because this. Number one, look, it's snow outside. That's number one. Number two, um, it's a company car. So I'm not personally uh, exerting too much of my energy um, as it relates to things that are covered by company insurance and such, right? So I like to utilize those things and save my time because I'm busy. Do I know how to change a tire? Yes. Am I about to spend that time in the snow doing that on a truck for a company car? No, I'm not going to do that. So, I made my way to the tire shop probably five, five days later. Let's call it five days after the car had been on the flat and people in the neighborhood probably losing their mind. Like, you know, it is what it is. It was a flat, it was snow outside, and I'm busy. I don't get paid to change car tires. Like, it'll be okay for three or four days, okay? I promise. It's not going to bring the value of your house down. Not for three days. Now, if you, those of y'all who got cars on the flat for six months, I'm with you. I want your car towed and be up out of there, okay? So I go to the tire shop and it's a couple hours wait, okay? First of all, it's, this is also part of the reason why I, uh, I can talk, why I procrastinated to get there. So I'm in the tire shop minding my business, right? Just having a good time with my ear, um, my earbud in my in one of my ears and I'm just I'm chilling you know what I mean and uh out of nowhere probably after I've been at this place for an hour and 45 minutes why do stuff always happen when you all it's like I'm almost out of here bro the guy who I actually think owns the tire shop based on the way he was talking um he walks in I was the only person in the waiting room just by myself chilling again with it with an earbud in my ear so, and he was on the side that the earbud is on. So before I even tell you what he said to me, here's my thing. You're breaking a very important, like, social rule. You don't talk to a man with an earbud in his ear. That, like, that, you violating me off rip with that. Because you put me in an awkward position. I either got to listen to you talk to me through the muffling of this earbud, or I have to like lift up my hand, put in all that effort to, to take the earbud out, to listen to you talk. And here's the problem. What you saying ain't more important than what I'm listening to. <laughs> so now you got me, again, deprioritizing what I want to listen to, to listen to you talk about something that I'm not about to like. And I could tell I'm not about to like what you're about to say because of the pants you got on. Look, your pants are tight and cuffed at the bottom. I already know you about to say something like, oh, man, people with these type of pants don't never say nothing good, okay? I'm just being real with y'all today. So the guy, he's like, now, first of all, he cussing, so I can't repeat everything he's saying because I don't cuss. You know what I'm saying? And he like, uh, 
I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase. He, and I'm talking, y'all got to follow me. This is out of nowhere. I'm sitting here. I Look, I got on my little skull cap. I'm sitting here, got a mask on because I'm, you know, that's the rule where I'm at in the place. I'm following the rule. I got the mask on. I got an earbud. I got my coat on. It's cold outside. I'm just sitting here chilling, okay? He just out of nowhere. I hope all them people that uh, voted for that Biden is having buyer's remorse right now. I'm like, huh? Now, you know how when you got your earphones on, like, and somebody talking, you have to pause for a second to look up like, yo, what? what? Because he, wa- he, he walked in the room. He wasn't standing right in front of me. He was off to the side of me. But I don't know you about to talk to me, bro. <laughs> you, you do realize I'm just in here chilling, minding my business. And you just literally blurt out like he hopes. Look, people, y'all have to understand me. I don't know why this man said that to me. Like, I don't know. I, I don't have on a Biden T-shirt. Like, I don't like politics. I'm just sitting here waiting on my company car. Listen, bro. Man, I just want some tires. Like, if, if I'm being real with you, I really just came here for the tires. I didn't come here to talk to nobody. I'm a nice guy, but not in the tire shop. Like, I just want to get some tires. So he blurts out about he hoped these people who voted for Biden is having buyer's remorse. And did you see that he let in all these immigrants last week through the border? And I just looked at him. I was like, man, look, I I don't really get into that. (laughs) This is all I could say to you. Then he went on and on about how he going hunting this weekend and. Like, like he started then agreeing with me. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust either side. And, it, and I'm just looking like, bro, I just want some tires. Here's the problem I genuinely have with his approach. Listen, people, I don't have a problem with whoever you want to vote for. That's your right. There's a reason they do presidential debates and people call you and text you this year about all these things on the ballot because they they want to get you to vote for them, okay? I'm not a politician. I'm independent politically, and I'm just, listen, I'm, I'm a Christian. I, like, the only thing I'm really trying to preach to you is Jesus Christ. Um, that's the only name I'm really lifting up. You feel me? Again, no shade to nobody on either side. I welcome y'all all to listen to this show. Especially as believers, we should be able to come together and have conversation. But the problem I have these days with all of these politics driving and leading things is number one, and I'm just being, can I be real with y'all? Cause y'all my audience and y'all know me. Y'all know where I stand with race and all these things. Number one, like I believe in being united by faith. I've said that since before last year, since the start of this show, I think episode six was entitled United by Faith. So I'm not just reacting to what's happening in the world and changing my opinions. No, these are my opinions before the world got all tense. I'm a person that doesn't care about race, color, all that stuff. Like you a believer, we are brothers and sisters to me. But part of the problem in the world is now that the world is so triggered, stuff starts happening to you. And just being real as as a black man, like I'm sitting here thinking like, well, why are you saying that to me? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have on a suit. I'm not dressed for a job interview because I just came here for some tires. Like, I'm in a tire shop. So maybe I look just like, maybe you stereotyping me, right? Which is wrong as well. Like, you just looking at me, and, and I don't know. Here's the problem. What does that conversation solve? Because, again, he said something else to make me believe he started talking as a business owner and all these things in politics and how it affected his business. And it made me think he owns this tire shop and he was like in the main office. And so to me, I'm like, all right, you're the business owner. I'm a paying customer, right? Because the company car is still somebody paying you. You know what I'm saying? Like. Why would you say something divisive to me not knowing who I voted for? So then I have to ask myself, right? And I'm look, this is a safe place at Inspire Guys People. I'm just telling you all the stuff that happens. I have to sit and ask myself, did he say that to me? Like kind of out of disrespect because the stereotype is all black people got to vote for Biden or all black people got to be Democratic. And so did you say that to me? assuming that I voted for him. And if so, that's super disrespectful because I'm a customer and I'm an American and I can vote for whoever I want to vote for. Or I cannot vote or I could like, it's a right. You get what I'm saying? I can exercise my right however I want. So for you to like say that to me as a customer, like you not another customer, you own the place. I'm a customer. Why would you come in here and you cussing and you saying st something and so I'm just looking and I'm like, dang, well, if he said it because he think I voted for Biden, then that's a slap in the face. If he said it because what he think I didn't vote for Biden like that. And that that's what's kind of tough because the stereotype that that doesn't fit the stereotype. Like, I don't know why you would look at me and actually think I didn't vote for him versus I could see why you would look at me and think that I did vote for him if you just stereotype him. Right. So these are the kind of things now that the world is all torn and race, racial tension and things. This is why I don't like having these conversations. And hopefully y'all can understand why I don't bring this stuff to the show week after week, because it's divisive. You didn't. I came here for the tires. Now I may never go back to that tire shop again, and it definitely won't be my first choice. I'll try to go somewhere else because you're creating an atmosphere for your customers that's uncomfortable and disrespectful. And it's like, bro, I just want some tires. Here's what I'm saying, y'all. We got to stop being so politically and emotionally triggered that we can't just do things at people as people anymore. Like, I can't even just go buy tires, y'all. And then, you know, like, it, it got slightly weird after that because the next dude kind of came up like, okay, you know, your car is ready, whatever, whatever. And he's like, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, huh? And see, I just got to tell y'all something, okay? Again, this is a safe place. This is Inspire Guys, people. All we care about is being believers in Christ. But we're not afraid to just at least sometimes kick it person to person, right? You already got this dude that's cussing, and I don't cuss. I don't like being talked to and people like, and I'm just looking at him. Like, I don't get into this, bro. He not catching the drift. He just talking. At this point, the earbud is still in, okay? Then you got this next dude come in asking me, what do I do? And the only thing they can see is the company I work for and the fact that I'm coming in with a company car and everything is covered, right? 
So that's that's the extent of the information they have about me. My name, they looking at me. Yo, he does something. He has a company car and it's like it's getting paid for. Right. So my thing is, he didn't come to me like, hey, man, how you doing? What do you do? You know, like he was interested in that way. It was like, what do you do? Uh, I'm just, oh, y'all, I'm just being honest with y'all. Um, that wasn't, mm, it just wasn't the best customer service experience. I don't really, it felt like a lot of stereotyping. And again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not a person that likes to pull a race card. I'm not a, a person that likes to make everything triggered. But my problem is the world is so triggered right now. People don't know how to be people. So I can't just be a guy coming to get my, like, get me some tires for my company car. I'm sure I'm not the only person who comes here for a company car to get his service. Like, so it's just, ah, uh, people getting on my nerves, y'all. All right, I'm done with that situation uh, before I lose some listeners. Come on back, guys. Come on back. I love you. Come back. Give me a hug. Oh, come over here. Yeah, come on. I don't care who you voted for. I just want some tires. I woke up feeling brand new. All right, so yeah, I got one more thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. I want to talk about finances just a little bit because finances is a big part of the process. And y'all know, I know that a lot of times we struggle with how to process finances, right? Pun intended, process the process. So it's like, we don't know what to do with money, if I'm being real. As Christians, it's like, uh, like... We know the love of money is the root of all evil. We know that some people um, misuse and abuse money. Some are greedy. And I think sometimes we don't know, like, well, what I do, like, if I have money, am I out here? Do I love it? Like, oh, because I'm, you know, happy to have a little money or am I taking it too far? You know, do I just stay bright? And y'all know me. Um, if you listen to an earlier episode, I think it was episode seven was entitled The Millionaire Mindset, entitled The Millionaire Mindset, which is one of my favorite episode topics, at least. Um, and I have a lot more coming around this idea of finances, which is why I'm giving you all kind of a preview um, into uh, what we're going to be building out in the framework to kind of help you with your finances. Again, remember, I told you all a few weeks ago right now, what I'm focusing on is building resources. So. I don't know, the next month or two, you're going to start seeing that the shows that are coming out are going to be accompanied with actual like framework and like things you can download, like steps like, oh, here's a five step process to saving. Here's how this works. So this year and Inspire Guys People is a lot about providing resources and everything you're seeing and hearing right now is like kind of setting the, the foundation. The foundation has really already been set. Like I said, we did an episode called The Millionaire Mindset, but now I'm revisiting bits and pieces of things that I think are relevant to remind you of. And like, you'll, you'll see that with a lot of the shows. Like, I, you don't just talk about something once. Like, the Bible doesn't just talk about faith one time. Like, all right, we talked about faith. That's it. All right, we talked about wisdom. Good to go. No, these are things that have to be explored and dove into and layers have to be peeled back. So that's what I'm attempting to do. Um, before I get into that, I do want to just say, 
Shout out to my mama. Man, she wrote a book called Still a Daddy's Girl. This is her first book. She's really excited to have it out. And um, I actually, you know, I bought a few books from my mama. And I want to um, gift them to a few of my listeners. So, and, and this is um, really specifically written for women. Um, so, fellas, if you want to share it with your wife or whatever, uh, check out Still a Daddy's Girl. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, her name is Linda Crowder. Here's the thing. I want to give away a few, maybe, I ain't going to say the number. I just want to give away a couple of books. And all you got to do is email me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com and put in the subject, Still a Daddy's Girl, um, book. Just put that. I don't want to, you know what? Still a Daddy's Girl book. I don't want nobody to just see in the subject a whole bunch of people hit me up talking about still a daddy's girl. Like, whoa, what's going on with this guy? So if you could do that and um, send a shipping, a mailing address um, in the email with your name, mailing address, I will mail you a copy of that book if you're in the U.S. Um, again, I stated earlier, this is an international show. And as much as I appreciate and love y'all, um, I know that you get into customs and sometimes international shipping gets crazy. So not saying I'm not going to send y'all something because I got some really dope supporters overseas. But y'all just give me a second to figure that out. But if you are in the U.S. and you would like a free copy of this book, just email me, Music at gmail.com. Or check out Still a Daddy's Girl by Linda Crowder on Amazon.com. Love you, mama. Love you, mama. Love you, mama. All right, so I want to really leave y'all with a question today. Again, we're talking finances now, so we're getting back rooted in finances, and we're talking about the millionaire mindset, and you're going to be hearing more about the millionaire mindset. Um, I want to ask you a question. What would you do with $100,000? Take a second to really think about the answer to this question. What would you do right now if someone gave you $100,000? Now. Here's what I want you to consider. Remember, spending money is not a plan. So the first thing we do whenever somebody like asks you, what would you do with X amount of dollars? We start saying, I'll buy a car. I'll buy this. I'll buy that. I want to stop you real quick. If you answer that question in every sense is, uh, sentence is starts with I will buy that's not a plan that's not a financial plan like and what I'm trying to do is really get in your mindset now like we have to understand finances is about how I think and let me tell you something that worked for me growing up there was a way that I thought about money right just based on where I came from um you know being from the hood and, you know, seeing the norm around me, the way that people utilize money and the way that felt, people felt about money, I felt the same way about it, right? I had to get to the point in my life where I admitted to myself and openly, that is a toxic way of thinking about money. If I keep thinking about money like that, I will always be broke. And so I'm saying this because some of us have so much pride that we can never be wrong. We can't say that we was wrong about how we think about money. We can't say that maybe how we were raised wasn't the proper way. Look, it don't mean you don't love your family. 
It just means they didn't know any better. I'm not mad at them. But ultimately, we have to admit that there's a problem in order to get to the solution. This is an important part of the process. So for those of you who can admit, okay, all right, I wasn't in the right, you know, mental uh, mindset, like as it relates to money and finances. So then you start saying, I don't like spending money isn't a plan. Spending money is a plan to get broke. And, and here's like we talking about this mindset, right? I'm just being real. Being from the inner city, being from around poverty, what happens is when people start making money a lot of times, because if you're in a neighborhood and nobody got money, the only way to show that you got money is to buy stuff. So I grew up under the mindset of looking at the person who bought the most stuff and thinking that that meant they have the most money. And in reality, the millionaire mindset says, no, that person, does, based on principle, doesn't have the most money. They might have had the most money, but buying things doesn't prove that you have money. You get what I'm saying? I'll give you an example. I can remember times uh, in one of Dama John books. I don't remember which book it was. I don't know if it was The Power of Broke or I think the other book was Power Shift. Um, man, I don't remember which book it was, but Damon John, one of his recent books, um, I believe he had a story of this lady. Um, and man, I, I hope I'm not messing up the book because this could have been somebody else's book. I'm sorry. But there was a story of this lady. And long story short, the lady had an average everyday job, right? She made a regular amount of money. Let's just call it $18 an hour. I don't know exactly what it was, but it wasn't wealth by any means. But this lady saved her money secretly for, you know, for years. Like, I don't remember how many years, but she saved her money for years. Nobody knew she had money because she wasn't buying things to signal that I have money. But when she died, they learned that she had millions. And I forgot how she chose to disperse her money, but that was her choice. What's my point? We glorify things and people showing us stuff so much, we lose track of what the real millionaire mindset is. The millionaire mindset is not about accumulating things. Now, I have no problem at all if a part of your financial plan includes carving out money for you to do things that you like, having nice things, right? Like, again, I started off the show talking about my birthday. And how, like, it's almost a requirement every year that I get something, like, just a little too far expensive. Not too crazy, but just something I wouldn't normally buy. That's me. That's part of how I operate. This ain't about a right or wrong in this regard, but you need a real plan. What I'm trying to say is so many of our plan about what would you do with $100,000, most of our plans only includes the word, I will buy this, I will buy that. If everything includes that, you're just, every line item represents you having less money. And this is the thing people don't understand about finances sometimes. When you talk to wealthy people, right? Like I, I've been blessed to have a couple wealthy people around me that I can talk to. And when you talk to wealthy people, they don't start sentences about finances and money with, 
I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. You know the difference in how they start their sentences? Ask a wealthy person, what are you going to do with $100,000? And they will start with this sentence. I'm going to invest. Dot, dot, dot. I'm going to invest in this stock. I'm going to invest in this real estate property. I'm going to invest in this or that. That is the number one difference that I've noticed between people who have a poverty mindset and a millionaire mindset. Keep in mind, this is why I love talking about the principle of mindset. I didn't say a person who lives in poverty versus a person that has a million dollars. You can have a million dollars and still have a poverty mindset. It has nothing to do with how much money you have when you focus on your mindset. Now, you could be like, yeah, right. If I got a million dollars, who care if I got a poverty mindset? You may not care today, right? But have, sit down and have a conversation with an athlete who used to be a millionaire and blew it all and lost it and went broke. Because many of them do. People who touched a million in their hands and lost it. There's, there's thousands of stories out there. Thousands of examples of people who had a million dollars but didn't have a millionaire mindset. The millionaire mindset will help sustain your wealth. So at the end of the day, talk to a wealthy person who earned it, a self-made wealthy person. I ain't talking about a lottery ticket winner or something like that. I'm talking about somebody who earned it with a plan. Ask them what they're going to do with $100,000. You might be five to six sentences in before they ever use the words, I will buy. So my challenge to you today, in hoping that you start changing the way you think about money, is replace the word buy with invest. Replace the word buy with invest. I'm not telling you to never buy anything. But what I'm telling you is all we do is buy. Buy, 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 yeah. That's all we do is buy. And we never invest. It's not a good ratio to always do one thing and to never do another. So let's stop, you know, being so in awe of people who buy things and throw, I got a Gucci watch, I got a Rolex. It's like, well, hold on, bro. You live around the corner from me. <laughs> like, you know, it's, look, I've learned, man, people who are really wealthy, they don't even throw things in your face like that. Not saying that you being wealthy doesn't mean you can't be arrogant and there's a way that they can throw things in people's face too. But I'm telling you, man, one thing I've learned is like when people are throwing stuff in your face, a lot of times it's because they don't really got it. They don't really got it. No, they don't. They might have it for the moment, but you don't know how they got it. And they're not going to be able to keep it because they don't have the mindset to sustain it. The millionaire mindset is not about making money. It's about applying biblical principles. Things like Self-denial. Think about the parable of the talents to invest your money. Yeah, ooh, I wasn't even going to go there. The parable of the talents, right? You got the one person who had one talent. And what was the problem? They dug a hole and buried it. And the master casted them into outer darkness. That's how evil it was considered to bury your talent, which was a financial situation. Like, that was money. The parable is, is talking about talents as a form of money, so like dollars. What I like about the parable of the talents is it, it uses investing. It says the master came back and there wasn't a return on this investment. Why didn't you take what I gave you and invest it to double it? 
See, buying things subtracts, investing things multiplies. So if you want to ever have finances, you have to stop glorifying things. Stop building your whole life around things you want. Now, if you build out a financial plan, then you will eventually, the result of it, the benefit of it will that be that you will get be able to get things that you want. But we start with the things we want. Before we've ever built anything, we are taken away from it. So the problem when I ask you, what would you do with $100,000 and the only thing you've ever learned is how to spend it is all you really know how to do is go from 100000 back to zero. But you don't know yet how to turn 100000 into two or 100000 into 125 or 105 or 110 And that is really the goal, to multiply, to invest. It's in the Bible. Joseph invested by saving. Like this, these are the things that are principles that you find in the Bible. Here's the last thing I'll say about it. The reason it's hard for some of us is because it requires denial of self. It requires me to deny something that I want to prioritize something that I need. That is the millionaire mindset. Hopefully, you will allow me to you guide you there. Listening to today's show. Now share with a friend so they can be inspired. Don't let nobody make you do what's green. Be inspired. Don't let nobody make you do what's green. So they can be inspired. Don't let nobody make you do what's green. Be inspired. Made to do, made to do. Live for God. So they can be inspired. Live for God. Live for God. Live for God. Live for God. I know, 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 I know.